Well, the thing is that we got all of our bullshit out of the way, and what am I supposed to put like before the episode? I mean, I don't know. We can we can continue to bullshit. Okay. How was your How was your day? Um, it was a <laughs> day. Like I didn't really do a whole lot today. Today I, I, I this is like one of the few weekends I've been home. Um, so I did a fuck ton of laundry. Mm-hmm. Um, I slept until like eleven every day. Nice. Yeah. I mean, that's just what I'll do if left to my own devices. It's just <laughs> when my body wants to wake up. Like, everybody judges me like I'm still some teenager, but I'm like, no, that's just it's just the I schedule I'm on. I hate that. I used to catch shit when I was younger for sleeping too much. And I hated it. Like, if I gotta sleep, I gotta sleep. Leave me alone. Yeah. Now, I mean, now with my own teenagers, I'm like, listen, buddy, you sleep as long as you fucking want. I'm never gonna good. be like, ooh, you woke up at noon. Ooh. I'll high five you? you on the way down the stairs. Like, all right. Kicking, you sleep good? Kicking that <laughs> sleep's ass. <laughs> and also, like... Honestly, I think my sleep schedule, if I could let it set to where it wants to be, I would probably be up until one in the morning and wake up at 10 like every day. Yeah, I, I have a weird like I've, I've now trained myself where because um, I got to wake up early and I just naturally want to sleep for at least nine hours. I end mm-hmm. up going to bed kind of early. So I've kind of trained myself to like, OK, we're going to bed at like nine, like old people. Um, but if I were left to my own devices, if I didn't have to worry about like, oh, I got to wake up at 630 and then get the boys to school, I would probably stay up until like midnight or one every day. Hmm. Like, it's just, it's just kind of how I, kind of how my brain works. Yeah, mine too. Brains are weird. They are weird. Yeah, I'm not on like a, I wish I could be on a more, a schedule more suited to my sleep cycles. But that often means working a second shift job and that is just the fucking worst mm-hmm. <laughs> so i just live with a s- schedule that doesn't make my body happy hey at least we're not working retail yep god bless shout out to all my homies working retail fucking mm-hmm. holiday season that sucks give him that that hunger games salute <laughs> we're with you in spirit yeah, I mean, I I did my time. I think we all did our time. I still have the Target nightmare, where they call oh, yeah? me and they're like, "Oh, you've got one more shift." I haven't worked at Target in like eight years. <laughs> I, I remember when you worked at Target. Yeah, it's been a long time, and I'll still occasionally it's... have the Target dream. So, at the time you were working at Target, this the place where I live is still was still pretty pretty kind of backwater. It's stopped being so in the last couple of years. Um, and like there was not a target, uh, so I kind of associate targets with you. <laughs> That's weird. I don't like it. <laughs> really? <laughs> let's, a, like, let's work on that. <laughs> well, I was. I mean, not with the how much you hated working there. That has nothing to do with it. It's just sort of like, oh, I know a person who worked here before it was a thing I was familiar <laughs> with. It's huh. kind of nice. I yeah. Okay. I mean, it's nice for me. I'm glad it makes you happy. Sorry? Question mark. No, I wasn't being sarcastic. There's, okay. it's like a, I personally don't like it. 
but there's nothing I can do about it. And if it makes you happy, I'm not going to make you change. Okay, thanks. There we go. Is that enough? Is that enough stuff for our opening riff? Oh, probably, yeah. Who are who are we? Who? Oh, hey, we're bonus experience. My memories are failing. Who are? Who am I? Who are you? Yeah, I think you're you're Ray. I'm Ray. Yeah. Who are you? Who, who are you? Who am I? I mean, I think I'm Monica, <laughs> resident industry professional. Probably the weirdest and least helpful introduction we've done so far. I mean, we did it out of order too. No, we didn't. <laughs> What is the show about? Uh, we're a podcast with a deeper look at the play experience and the finer details of running and writing games. We are also queer women speaking with authority about games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we and we swear. Die mad about it. You should die mad about it. I did that without looking. I finally got you this did. Down. Way to way to fucking go. Now back on the target, the target creep. I can still do the closing announcements for Target. Oh, it's yeah? been like forever, but I used to be like the get on the. That over like attention target guests like that was me, and I can still oh, fucking do that. That's never gonna leave. Well, don't leave me hanging. Oh shit! Um, <laughs> uh, attention target guests, the time is now eight forty-five, and our store will be closing in fifteen minutes. At this time, please make your final selections and bring them to the front where our cashiers will be happy to assist you. For your shopping convenience, we will be open tomorrow at eight a.m. As always, thank you for shopping at Target and have a nice evening. It's funny because it like actually is basically eight forty five p.m. right now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was only on Sundays. On Sundays we would close early because we were attached to a, a mall. And... No, all right. So uh, that was very good. That was very good. Uh, thank you. Uh, we're bonus experience, and today yes. we're going to talk about stealing like a game designer. Is it theft? Is it inspiration? Is it Maybelline? Can you believe it's not butter? <laughs> <laughs> I lost the thread. I lost I'm the sorry. Thread I, was going with. I, I riffed too hard. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Remember that your f- fidget cube causes echoes. Oh, I know. I'm trying to be very careful with the little clicky lever. Just, just mute your mic if you wanna. If you wanna click. Just. God damn it. <laughs> so, Monica. <laughs> yeah. When is it actually theft and something that you shouldn't do? Okay. Well, I think the first step you have to do is ask yourself if it feels like a blatant ripoff, which is sort of a loaded question because sometimes when you're working with something that you're inspired by, you constantly feel like it is a blatant ripoff. Mm-hmm. But maybe you should ask yourself, would it feel out of place in an asylum film with a capital A? They're the people who do things like Atlantic Rim. Oh, God. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Fun fact, we went to watch the Mystery Science Theater episode where they're riffing on Atlantic Rim, and we could not make it through it. It made us so sad. <laughs> we could not finish Atlantic Rim. Asylum makes those those intentional knockoff, fi- knockoff films. The Mockbusters. Yes. The mock, mock, Mockbusters. Mockbusters. Yes. As I love that term. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, so yes, if 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 it feels like it, you're it might be becoming a mockbuster, maybe you're ripping things off. Um, also, how much does it feel like you just took Dungeons and Dragons or Vampire the Masquerade and filed them serial numbers right off? <laughs> uh, if if the idea is almost exactly the same, it's probably f- theft. And let's be real, people know when they're stealing. But then when it comes to like really specific, I oh, will get into this. Like, Dungeons and Dragons is such iffy territory because Dungeons and Dragons itself is borrowing from, like, a bunch of different 
like canonical fantasy works and it gets it gets touchy anyway right i I mean i mean more like okay so i'm writing my game my my totally original game do not steal uh is uh, you have core classes and they are guy that fights guy that stabs and steals a person who casts spells um the healer and nature friend and like (laughs) see even that is like uh dungeon world has that like pathfinder has that so I, I think if you were ripping off Dungeons and Dragons, it would be down to like you get proficiency bonuses and you have spell right, slots right. and yeah, but but also point out that Pathfinder and Dungeon World have those things too. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm saying that like there is a point at which like okay, so Pathfinder was actually created with the D20 OGL, which means they knew that what they were doing. Yeah. Uh, and Dungeon World is using a different system specifically to emulate D and D, so it's not. Yeah. A, a ripoff because you can't copyright a lot of those things. Okay, copying D&D is particularly hard. Let's talk about Vampire the Masquerade okay, instead. Okay, let's go to something really specific with a really defined IP. Vampire the Masquerade. Yes. So, like, if you are like, this is my totally original game about feuding political vampire clans that use discrete powers fueled by blood that we're calling schmusciplins. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> And everyone's uh, worried about the time of watery blood. Yeah. And we're calling it And they're they're all Pahenna. descendants of Cain. <laughs> maybe maybe you're and the vampires are based on how like old and powerful they are and it's called their 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 generation or whatever. It's then maybe you're Vampire the costume party. Yeah, vampire the costume party. <laughs> you have to, <laughs> you have to respect the costume party. Have to uphold the costume party. And these vampires call themselves like the family. Maybe you're uh, maybe you're ripping things off. <laughs> maybe a little bit. Yeah, yeah, you're right. D is too too generally challenging. Um, so Vampire the Masquerade a much easier example. Vampire the Masquerade. Yeah, if if the thing you are doing and calling your original idea is really kind of just the same thing, but you you changed like a word or two. It's probably stealing. This is such a weird con. This is this is a weird episode for me because I keep thinking about like, like we're joking about this, and I have, I have such a hard time imagining someone doing this. It's like that's dumb. Don't do that. <laughs> like, why would you? Like, I, I, I am pretty certain that the vast majority of people listening to this, probably all of them would never consider just outright stealing something. Right. And that's why I said when someone is straight up stealing, they know they're stealing. They know they're stealing. Yeah. And there's a call out post coming for them and they already have their backup plan ready. Right. But like continuing this topic, don't copy anything directly. If you're, this is really more important if you're like publishing something. Uh, And so when I say don't copy anything directly, I mean story or lore wise. So if the adventure you're writing is literally a Doctor Who episode with the serial numbers filed off, then you're stealing. Um, Mechanics, however, are different. You can't copyright math and nobody is going to take you to court for for choosing to have a system that rolls 2d6. Uh, However, if you name your game Apocalypse Planet and you claim you invented the 7 to 9 mechanic, that's when we have a problem. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> math can't be copyrighted but it's expression can so going back to the vampire the masquerade idea could i have a system that uses pools of d10s and that would be okay yeah of course but as long as i wasn't using like every single old school white wolf mechanic wrapped into that it would probably be okay 
I mean, you can do you can copy the whole bad old world of darkness mechanic dice pool if you want to. Yeah. Uh, right down to like it, target numbers and botches. Yeah, sure. Um, um like something like target number or difficulty are just words. They they don't have an IP. Um it's when you get to things like um vitae and blood points and uh disciplines and uh obfuscate and that shit that's ip so if i took the entire point by system and and ev- everything that goes with it from from the old world of darkness and just changed all the names that would technically be kosher I mean, you can totally create a core system that works almost exactly the same as Old War of Darkness mathematically. Mm. Um, but I can't. And... I can't call it. I can't call it essence points. I can't call it willpower points. Uh, you probably could get away with willpower. This is when and... we should have Vance on because isn't he like a fucking lawyer? Like he could yes. actually be like, okay, well, but no. I don't think he's an. I don't think he's an uh, intellectual property lawyer. Damn. Like okay, so you can't. You can't just reproduce Vampire the Masquerade with the serial numbers filed off in which, like, it is specifically a game about playing vampires in this particular political setting, in this particular modern world, or the Dark Ages, because Dark Ages vampires are fucking awesome. Um, <laughs> hey, it's another book I worked on. Uh, and, uh, and then call it your own game. Right. We'll, we'll get to working under open license. Like, we could do that right now. Let's this just do that like right now. Pr- Why don't you talk about yeah, yeah, open yeah. license stuff? Since this is where I start getting like, man, I don't know. I'd- okay. <laughs> so, like, um, Storyteller Vault is basically the open license for White Wolf Onyx Path products. Um, and, uh, like, I, I brought up Pathfinder being made under the D20 OGL, which was a really big sea change in design and, like, totally flooded the market with a lot of crap. Um, in the early 2000s. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and all open licenses more or less literally have rules about how you can use them. So if you want to... Now, again, this is if you want to produce something that is commercially available for sale. If you if you were just building something at home, you can do whatever the fuck you want. Because <laughs> a lot of these uh, have, like... It's just kind of assumed that non-commercial is involved in there. Like, we're not gonna... If you're not selling it for money, then you're not taking sales away from them so they don't give a fuck they do not give a fuck no um so open licenses have rules how to use them so if you want to produce something on an, under an open license you need to read those rules and then follow them it is literally that simple <laughs> um sometimes in an open license there will be material that you're not allowed to reference or print um did you know that you can't ever use the world word beholder if you are not wizards of the coast that's not a joke <laughs> that's fucking serious right. you can't uh, I don't think you can use Githyanki or um, Illithid either. There's like a list of forbidden words that you are not allowed to use as a third party. That is, those are their words. You're not allowed to use them. That's part of the open license. I'm going to have to take a look at those words because this is like, I would never want to use the word Beholder or Illithid. I'm not into well, that like, shit. Let's, let's say you're producing um, a third party adventure for D&D 5th edition. Okay. Uh, and you want to have a Beholder. As the boss. I can't. You cannot call it a beholder. I have to call it something else. Yes. A one-eyed, one horn flying purple... Purple adventurer eater. Adventurer eater. <laughs> um, other terrible. open licenses might be totally open-ended. Um, I know the Storyteller Vault rules forbid you from producing something that would directly compete with another product. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, you uh, you can totally produce another set of solar charms, 
Okay. <laughs> but you cannot reproduce the Exalted 3rd Edition core book. Right. As much as you'd like to. That's piracy. That's a completely different thing. <laughs> right. Despite that the, the Storyteller's Vault totally lets you create a, a fan supplement of additional um, charms if you wanted to. Um, but because that's like additional content, it doesn't compete with the core book. Okay. But you cannot basically rewrite Exalted under the Storyteller Vault and produce it as much hmm. as you'd like to. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, um, someone cannot right now go, I'm going to write an Exigence book because the, the third edition Exigence book, which has been approved, I can tell you that, uh, oh. has doesn't exist yet. Oh. I know Evil Hat has a license for Fate, and I'm pretty sure it's pretty permissive. Um, I don't know the specifics. I've never looked into it. Um, I also know that I think if you want to publish something official under PBTA, I think that that is ask. <laughs> like, yeah, I was actually um, on their on their site earlier looking at like they have a website completely devoted to you know various powered by the apocalypse settings, and they're mm-hmm. like, yeah, just uh, just let us know, and uh, yeah. we'll even link to it. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm pretty, pretty sure cool. that 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 agreement is literally just ask us. Yeah. Um. So so that's a case by case basis. Um. Also, I like. I don't know if Evil Hat does it, but either of those might, like, if the thing that you're making might be objectionable, companies might actually deny you the right to use their core system. Oh, cool. Um, I, <laughs> I don't know that I I've like ever that. heard it happening, but I'm sure it could happen, case-by-case basis. Now, yeah, as I said yeah. before, this literally applies only if you want to publish materials and make <clears throat> make money. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Off of them. Um, if you're a home brewer, like if this is literally something you're just making up and the only people who are ever going to see this are you and the five people you play with on Tuesdays, do whatever you want. Rip off anything. Who cares? Who gives a flying fuck? This is your pretendy fun time. Yeah. You do what you want with it. Yeah. I mean, I don't take this advice as like, you can never copy something on your own time because you can. <laughs> And there's, there's whole, like, you know, there's whole wikis full of, you know, D&D homebrew crap that are like, I've I've altered it to make it Legend of Zelda instead of, I, uh, perfect example, I haven't taken a look at it yet, but there's this really awesome, like, fan project where people took the game Destiny and actually, like, skinned it over D&D, and they even came up with, like, a bestiary and stuff, and I love the game Destiny, and I also love D&D, and I plan on taking a look at it later. They're not selling it. It's just available to have because, you know, people like people and they make things that they like for each other. Yeah. Fan made stuff is pretty fair game. Yeah. Who gives a flying fuck? Yeah. It's really only a Change it if you want to. Yeah. Yeah. Change it if you want to. That's what you're here for, right? Just on a a scale. Change it if you want to. So uh, with that in mind. uh, I need a break. Yeah. I think we should have (laughs) an episode break. I need some coffee or something. I'm dragging. All right. Hey, um, hi. Hey, hi. hi. Is it okay hi. if I put my feet up on the table? Yeah, you can put your feet up on the Stretch table. Stretch it out real quick. Cool. Let me just enjoy this ice cold LaCroix. Mmm. I, I put I put liquor in my sparkling water. Oh. oh. What, oh. What's happening mm. over there? <laughs> what? <laughs> there's, a, there's a whole cacophony of, of delights over there. Yeah, I was, I hit the microphone with oh, my nah. glass. Um. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so we want to open this mid-episode break by saying that, like, 
a lot of men have been reaching out to us to get interviewed on the show. Um, and we don't have a problem with that at all. Um, we promise. But we, wanted to, we promise. <laughs> but we really wanted to make it clear that this is an open invitation for women and non-binary folks to hit us up. I mean, it um, says right in our description that we're like queer women speaking with authority. And while we've had some awesome interviews with male creators, we really are very interested in hearing, you know, from female and NB creators, especially because yes. we want to look at this through the lens of diversity. Yeah, we put that in our official description. Yeah. Yeah, we really did. Um, so also, if you're a man listening, we'd really love it if you would share this invitation with your lady and NB friends who do the game thing and encourage them to reach out to us just like you did. Um, or reach out to them on their behalf with their permission, of course, if they're too anxious to talk to us directly. I get that. I, I get scared to ask people for stuff, too. Um, we also want to point out that if you want to talk to us, promoting a Kickstarter is not required. Yeah, that's just kind of like a bonus. Like, if you have a Kickstarter, it's like, great, yeah, we'll talk about that. But we're, it's yeah. not like we're only interviewing Kickstarter people. No, 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 no. Um, if you are not kickstarting something or if you're not actively doing something, um, just hit us up with a topic you want to discuss with us. Um, just remember that we are a running, writing, designing show. So while we would love to shoot the shit with you, and we would, truly. Yeah, we'll um, probably end up doing that anyway. Yeah, yeah. We, no, we absolutely will just end up shooting the shit with you. That's going to happen. Um, but having a topic helps us keep our ADHD asses on task. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, the mid-episode break room and bonus experience are both productions of the Misdirected Mark Network. If you like bonus experience, you should check out the other Misdirected Mark shows like She's a Super Geek. Yay, She's a Super Geek is an actual play RPG podcast highlighting women as GMs. Join them every other Tuesday for lots of different RPGs and guests. Also, you can look forward to us, our shiny us. personalities, guest starring as players in a future episode of She's a Super Geek. Yep, we're working on that scheduling right now. Yeah, it's hard. You know, it never gets any easier scheduling adults to all nope. get together in the same point. <laughs> the same the same point in time and space to roll yep. some dice and pretend to be elves. <laughs> I very rarely pretend to be an elf unless I have no other choice. You know, I haven't really been an elf in a while now that I think about it. I haven't been an elf ever. Ever? Mm, maybe not ever. I mean, I played a drow. <laughs> does that count? Uh, you drow? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, it does. I have to okay. say that. That's like, okay. that's on the elf spectrum from preppy all, right. all the way to goth. Okay. I, I accept goth elves um <laughs> no you're more of a tiefling man yourself i am a, mm, many many tiefs <laughs> i'm honestly i'm starting to get into dwarves i never thought i would like be into dwarves because like they're just like short and hairy what's the big deal but now i'm like guess what i'm short and hairy so <laughs> dwarf time uh elves and dwarves are too vanilla for me too vanilla. Oh, you know, yeah. I honestly, I roll like from Volos now. Like I'm, I'm usually like a goblin or a kobold or something. <laughs> You're my favorite goblin. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> All right, let's let's get back to this. Okay. Okay. I'm gonna take another sip. All right, me too. Mm -hmm. You made that sip sound like a bite. <laughs> <laughs> Let me just take a bite of this drink. Delicious. Oh. <laughs> ah. All right. So we, we've talked about how not to steal stuff. So let's talk about how to be properly inspired. 
the inspiration. <laughs> this is way more my speed. Like we talk okay, about go. like stealing stuff, and I'm like, I don't know, man. But yeah, you get inspired by something. He's like, yeah, okay, I can tell you. I'll tell you all about it. Um, so there's this thought experiment called the ship of Theseus, right? So I'm actually totally unfamiliar with this. So, so I'll, I'll share this with you because I love anytime someone talks about where do you get your ideas, I'll just be like, I don't know, ship of Theseus. So Theseus, right? This Greek hero, he had a ship, he sailed in some historic battle, and now it's on display as a historical artifact. So as the years go on, it's going to need repairs. Like the wood's going to rot. You're going to need to like, uh, you're going to need to do some restoration work. So you start repairing and replacing wooden planks. You replace the steering wheel. The steering wheel? <laughs> you replace the, yep, the steering wheel. The rudder, just, just an the ancient brakes. Greek ship with a steering yeah. wheel. So eventually, like, you know, after like a century or so, all of the parts have been replaced. Is this still Theseus's ship? Like the whole idea behind it is once you change enough of an idea with your own ideas, when does it become yours? When is it now an original idea? It's kind of a squishy, like philosophical thing. Like no one can really point to the part where it stopped being the old thing and started being the new thing. But the idea is you see an idea you like, you take parts of it, and change it with your own good ideas. Now it's your ship instead of Theseus' ship. So what you're saying is the ship of Theseus is change it if you want to. Change it if you want to. <laughs> the ship of change it if you want to. With the steering wheel. With the steering wheel. <laughs> and a sick sound system. <laughs> Those speakers on up in this motherfucker. Anyway, Sailing zero. That's what I got in real life. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I'm also on team just fuck with it until it's, just fuck with something until it's yours. Yeah, man. Start changing the planks. Um, yeah. Uh, I know that really sounds reductive, um, but I find that if I tinker with something enough, it stops being a copy of that thing and becomes my own thing that has its roots in this other thing I like. Right, exactly. You can start uh, saying you were inspired by Vampire the Masquerade. Like, I right. really like the idea of you know, undead that come from, like, specific bloodlines and clan lines, but I hated all of that stupid political crap. So now you've got vampires that form these tight-knit clans and cliques, but instead of it being a completely social game, you decide you want it to be a fucking a war game. Now they're all doing battle with each other. And you could say, I was inspired by Vampire the Masquerade, but clearly it's different now. Mm-hmm. You can make all the powers different and stuff too. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've I've certainly done this actually mechanically, which is less of the gray area, um, where like that 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 game concept I was pitching to you over text the other night um, was originally a clone of the through the breach system. Oh yeah, yeah. The weird west idea that you had. Yes. Yes. Um, and I was like, oh, I actually really like how a whole lot of these core mechanics work. There's a bunch of stuff about the Through the Breach system that I don't like. Um, but I was like, the core damage resolution and task resolution mechanics are really excellent. What if I just straight up ripped it off? <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then I fucked with it, and now it's totally different. And now it's yours. Yes. Uh, in fact, it looks nothing like the original Through the Breach system, except for the fact that it also uses cards. <laughs> and there's other systems that use cards so that's fine. right uh, a card deck is a randomization mechanic um and like it's like saying this game uses dice mm -hmm. yep. yep nothing special <laughs> about that 
nope, nothing special about that. So um, you take the, the way... elements of the thing that you like. Right. Um, and the elements that sort of lasted uh, between the two of them was the idea that um, suit on a card is important to establishing difficulty. Mm, okay. Um, and that the spread of, like, I took the spread of numbers, the, the card value numbers from Through the Breach directly. Um, so uh, 1 to 10, and then the face cards are 11, 12, 13. Okay. And I took that and then basically broke them down into um, weak, what, it, what, what Through the Breach calls weak, moderate, severe. So 1 to 5 is weak, 6 to 10 is moderate, 11 to 13 is severe. Okay. Um, and so then, then using that idea for establishing difficulty and flipping cards and the idea of uh, cheating cards to replace the result. Um, and I kept those things, but they are totally revisited because Through the Breach also uses proprietary suits and you have to have a special or can do a conversion on a card deck, a special fate deck, or use a con conversion for the suits. That's a, and I'm okay. sticking, And I'm sticking with the default playing card suits because I want this to be a thing where someone can just go to the dollar store and buy a three-pack right. of playing cards and yeah. be good to go. Yeah. Um, but that's just a mechanical thing. As far as flavor things, you can just take elements from the thing you like. Right. Like, right. maybe you love magical girl transformations, or Sailor Moon's not at mythology, or the specific like look of a super robot show or the superhero society from my hero academia or maybe you don't watch anime uh just pick a thing and use its aesthetics <laughs> that's all i'm saying yeah just start with the start with the seed of something that really made you like the thing and then build up from there i i yeah. i have so many examples of this in my own work just through fiction writing where i've decided like i really like this thing from this like uh i have an old like super old novel that's been on the back burner for a while that basically started as world of warcraft fan fiction but i didn't want to write about any of the races on the alliance i only wanted to write about blood elves orcs and and like the the undead race the forsaken because they're like zombies with free will which i think is cool um but i didn't want to write about the alliance so i was like all right i'm just gonna cut those out that's definitely not world of warcraft anymore i just cut right half of the whole game out yeah, sometimes a fanfic goes wildly original on you. Yeah, they call that the AU. And I'm like, just write something new. You don't need to. This is my AU where Hanzu is a merman and he's the prince of the. Just write a... just write something new. <laughs> it's not fanfic anymore. I mean, like, I think I love fanfic as a warm up. Yes, exactly. Yes. Uh, I think if you are a, a pro or you want to become a pro, um, Writing fanfic keeps you sharp. Yes, it absolutely does. Fanfic is um, fanfic is important for a lot of different reasons, and yeah, I would talk about it like until my face turned blue. I, but this you know, is not a fanfic could, podcast. <laughs> no, maybe we could do a fanfic episode for patrons. That would be fun. For our, our off-topic stuff. Yeah. Hey, hey, let us know if you would like to hear us talk about some other stuff besides just game design and whatnot, because we got a lot of things we could talk about. And if you would give us money to hear that sort of thing. <laughs> and tell, tell us if you would give us money and just how much and when. How soon can you give us money? <laughs> I, Ray turned this into extortion. I just wanted to know if people would pay for additional content. Jeez. We're thinking about we're gonna have a, like a Patreon next year, probably around our podcast birthday. Yeah, I think I'm thinking we're gonna launch this around our podcast birthday. Yeah, and we're already we're coming up with ideas for things that we want to do. Probably talk about that a little bit like later down the line. Um, but yeah, one of the one of the things we want to do is like have 
the opportunity to talk to you more about other things because we like yeah. to talk and we have a lot of opinions we do have a lot of opinions also um, i want to do an actual play i know you do <laughs> i really do. I know you do we we would really like to do an actual play and we would really like to not compete with the saturated actual yeah i don't market. i don't want to be like the best actual play ever i just want to make no. my own actual play <laughs> neither of us are professional voice actors so we're not going to be the best actual play ever yeah whatever there's that that market is thoroughly cornered <laughs> yeah yeah that's, uh... I, I do think it'd be pretty cool if we did an actual play where like we teach people how to play the game yeah like an instructional actually like yeah. we have the av- we have the actual play and then we have like the post-mortem of like here's why i did this here's why i changed that here's how where this happened kind of yeah. like yeah. if you would like to hear us break down the hows and whys of why our ac- actual play I'm not from the Midwest. Where did that come from? Actual play. Actual play. Um, If you'd like to hear that, let us know. And if that's a thing you'd give us money for. Yeah. Tell us what you want to hear from us. If you would be willing to give us Patreon money. I know there's people out there who would be willing to give us Patreon money. You guys tip us really generously. We know there's people (laughs) who would give us money. (laughs) It's true. Yeah, I know. It's just... (laughs) You just feel awkward asking people for money? I do. Uh, We don't even see them. I know. (laughs) But it's like, hey, all right, well, I'm done ranting for about 40 minutes. Uh, Anyone want to give me some cash? (laughs) Like, just very strange to me. But I get it. I'm not going to, like, of course, like, every every kafu we get is awesome. And, you know, makes me excited and maybe a little weeby. But it's fine. All right. Hey, if you want more content from us, you should look at our website. That is bxpcast.com. Yeah, and you should email us um, maybe the answers to the questions we pose to you or just whatever the hell you feel like. We're at uh, bonusexpcast at gmail.com. And if you want to follow us on Twitter, we are bonusexpcast there as well. I'm on Twitter just by myself if you want to talk to me by my lonesome. That's uh, Ray underscore Cole. And if you want to talk to me, I'm at Sun. Mm-hmm. That's it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, we're done. So everybody, right, get cool. out. I gotta go <clears throat> taste this rye bread I just made. Whoa! <laughs> That's uh, staying in. Okay. No two, Margaret. Keep that All righteous right. fucking belch <laughs> at the thirty-seven minute mark. Um, okay. Change it if you want to. Change it if you want to. Thanks for listening. Bonus Experience is written and produced by Monica and Ray. Our cover art and logo are by Nino Studios. Our theme song is Reuse Noise with the Light by CDK and is used under the Attribution Non-Commercial Creative Commons License. This podcast confers the benefits of a long rest. We'll see you next time.